Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This video is sponsored by one of my personal favorite services, Rocket Money. More on them after the reaction, people. Citizens of the Reject Nation, we are reject merched out today, looking right. like Kingpin out of the greatest Marvel series, Hawkeye. Alrighty, well, we have made our way to episode four. If you didn't catch our reactions to episode one through three, that is up here on the channel, of course. How are you guys enjoying this series? You liking it? I see mixed reviews on social media. We got to watch the first three early. We were watching this in real time with everyone else, maybe just two hours ahead. John, how are you? Buttered like biscuits, G. How are you? I get it. Uh, all right, Koi, how are you? I don't get it, but I'm excited to be explained it later. I was lying to him. All righty, guys, we'll <laughs> leave a like on this video. That would mean a lot. Also, be sure to subscribe and click that notification bell, of course, as we got one more episode to get through. Thank you to Prepper for helping us set it down these highlights. And thank you to all who have already joined us at our Patreon page. I'm assuming so. I'm time traveling here. That's where you get the full interaction watch along, where you sync up with your own copy of Echo, available for Super Sexy Rejects. And of course, uh, we cover several things exclusively over there with highlights and watch alongs included. I'm ready to check this out. I'm Excited. Let's do it, guys. Oh. <laughs> Sir, you broke the plane. We're going to have to switch to a whole new plane. Dope sauce. Dope sauce. Dope sauce. We got some thoughts. Then we got one more episode, but I want to appreciate this one in the meantime because that was the best one of them all. Yeah. Hope five doesn't ruin it with its really short runtime like Disney Plus usually does. But before we start talking about that, I did want to share with you guys how Wilson Fisk managed to get all his finances in order to maintain <laughs> such great wealth over New York City, probably with the help of today's sponsor, one that I actually use and has really helped me out with tax season. So please give it a listen and support the channel by yourself some rocket money thank you to rocket money for sponsoring this video a brand that i am happy to be partnered with thrilled to it's fortunately one that i have been using for quite a while now prior to ever agreeing to a partnership with them i was like that makes for the best kind of synergy promotion because i can actually talk about them from my heart here reason being like many of you guys have like for years i am constantly downloading all kinds of financial apps that i keep forgetting to use or i don't really find quite as beneficial rocket money has been 
the one, the only one. I'm not just saying it. it is the only one that I have been able to consistently use, rely on, that has been an absolute game changer for me. On a very personal note, running Real Rejects is an absolute privilege. However, you know, like I stress out about taxes and it's the beginning of the year and I'm like, I'm trying to be smarter and get it all done now. I already started like a couple months ago getting things in order. Managing Real Rejects finances while managing my own personal finances has been an ongoing struggle and I'm very big on like efficiency and being organized, but clearly it wasn't as good enough as I uh, thought I had been. So before Rocket Money came into my life, I was drowning in subscriptions and struggling to keep track of my expenses. And as I really wanted to like get everything in order, Rocket Money came at the right time for me. I was overwhelmed with subscriptions. I didn't even know I had or had still been subscribed to. I mean, do you ever wonder how many subscriptions you actually pay for? Have you ever taken the time to really do it? It can be a little daunting. Rocket Money helped me see what I was missing. And best part, they even canceled those subscriptions for me with just a simple tap. So with Rocket Money, you can have all your subscriptions in one place, making it easy to cancel anything unnecessary without the hassle of dealing with customer service. My, yeah, so annoying. Plus, they'll work on getting you refunds and negotiate lower bills, saving you up to 20%. You just snap a pick of your bill and let Rocket Money take care of the rest. Let me just summarize for you really quick what they are. They're a personal finance app that finds and cancels unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With over 5 million users and over $500 million in canceled subscriptions, they've already saved members an average of $720 a year. They've helped save me a little bit more than that. Don't waste your hard-earned money on unused subscriptions. Cancel them today at rocketmoney.com rejects. That's rocketmoney.com slash rejects. If you've heard other people talk about them, well, use ours. Rocketmoney.com slash rejects. Because if you use that promo code rejects, you unlock special benefits. And yes, using them is also a great way to support the channel. Same time, it's just a great way to support your bank account. Because I cannot stress enough just how much this app has changed the game for me. Take control of your finances with Rocket Money and enjoy financial peace of mind. Alrighty. Alrighty. Well, since John, I got to give it to John. He kept pointing something out that I did not read into that I was like I don't know why he's harping on this so much <laughs> about <laughs> why didn't he learn it had like, to happen sometime in life I think in one of the <laughs> even the reaction highlights I think I like even cut out one one of them because I'm like we need to keep the rhythm going and he keeps harping on this thing but <laughs> we I was like John cut damn he's totally like there was such an emphasis and it was so important to the character here about the sign language of him not learning how to speak sign and I thought it was just kind of a like a detail that I agreed with, but I didn't think the show took note of it in any way. Yeah. Uh, of him not learning. It seemed and, like an yeah. oversight. So, John, please, you take away the thoughts first. We do have to film five. Yes, so, yes, you know, yes, you know, be uh, miraculously efficient. Yeah. I, I love when shows, uh, I love when something can put a detail in there that, uh, you know, it, it rides on your patience. But, yeah, that, that you think is just an oversight or a flaw and then actually becomes an intentional choice. Sure. I think that's a good example in a universe that's been kind of marred lately by lack of uh, consistency and and within project foresight uh, like that's a beautiful example of that in this episode across the board I, I I mean you've said it throughout the whole thing like the scene work the character beats and just the nuance that we got to explore was really affecting and really lovely my apprehension about this whole experience is that yeah it it 
it doesn't feel like it was cut up in a blender. However, it does feel like certain things were probably expanded in the five to ten, whatever that original episode count was supposed to be. It feels like there was probably a lot more time allowed to breathe within this world. So I feel like in hindsight, four episodes now feels like we've gotten kind of like one major scene or sequence or beat or something with every major part of the greater ensemble, uh, you know, her, her friends, her family, those people. It feels like everybody got like an episode to do a thing or have an impactful moment. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm a little worried about the totality, but I think across the board, the show has demonstrated terrific work. And this uh, did a really nice job to me of representing how lovely it can be when you integrate culture and you know new kinds of faces and voices into popular uh, popular media like this because this is doing it to me in a way that doesn't feel like it's been tacked on or like it's been studio noted or like it's pandering it, it just feels like part of the dna of the show and i would just love to see it especially like you know in a world where reservation dogs exists and where this kind of borrows uh you know qualities of that show and clearly demonstrates that it can embody them you know like i would love to I would happily watch more of that, but I think what we've gotten is uh, is quite solid and speaks to a lot of great talent on display across the board in front of and behind the camera. Absolutely. Absolutely. Corson, I got to upload a video here. All right. Um, so why don't you start talking about I'm your gonna... thoughts? <laughs> why don't you start talking? Um, to mirror a lot of what John said, I agree that it's an ensemble piece in front and behind the camera, especially with it being a more nuanced show, and I think maybe that's why I think we we all mentioned a couple times during this episode because this is the first we're filming in real time. Uh, we did get to to review the the first three a little earlier, but this is the first since we've seen some other people's reactions. We were we were blessed to watch the other and avoid, which is always nice because I don't like other people's opinions. Uh, to to cloud my own or <laughs> just generally, I just don't generally care for other people's opinions. Your uh, brain. Well, it's just like it. I think Marvel has become synonymous with cri critical. Critical thinking implies a positive. Whatever the opposite of critical thinking is, either you're blindly in love with it or blindly hating it. And that's really, really dangerous because it is, regardless of it being comparatively smaller in scale, it is still a behemoth of pop culture. It's not doing the numbers it was, but it's still like when you look at the top 10 worldwide box office film for 2023, three were comic movies. 30% to this day is still a foundational part of pop culture. So I know everyone wants to talk about the bubble bursting because it's popular to do and I know everybody wants to complain because that's also very popular. But it is still dangerous to have something as prevalent in pop culture to have a knee-jerk reaction. To knee-jerk love something without seeing it or knee-jerk hate something without seeing it defeats the purpose of art. Like, art is about the experience. So I had a really interesting time watching this episode because this is the first one that was tainted by people. And I really don't understand a lot of people's perspective on the oh, show. Oh, thank God. I was like, where the hell is he going with I this tangent? I, I circled like, back. I circled back. Damn, he is just going and going I off thought you might need time with the upload, and then now, Greg. Like, oh, and now, now you're like, oh, now it makes now sense. Now I'm like, okay. Vanessa, I was listening to every word. The white rabbit. <laughs> uh, I, was getting, I was kingpin monologuing. I've returned. But no, I, I think it's interesting to watch something through the lens of having the blind experience of something like we used to with art versus watching something with anyone's perspective. And I immediately found, because I'd seen the first three with my own journey and with these guys' perspective, all of us enjoying it for the most part, going, yeah, it's got its flaws, but overall, greater good, enjoying it, it's a good time. I found myself defending it more this time, and that also felt weird, because I think this was by far its strongest episode. 
And instead of just being able to go like, this is what I like, this is what I like, there was a little voice in the back of my head going and like, fuck that. Like, I didn't like that I was reactionary to the to the other world of that conversation. So I think it's really interesting when you have a binge show like this, how people will perceive it by the time it's done. Since you've got five hours at once, you're going through the whole journey how people are going to be reacting to it online. I'm really curious how people are going to be reacting in the comments to this, how people are going to be seeing the show through their own lens versus the pop culture lens of, of the great Twitter sphere of conversation. Cause that does affect your viewing. So I think this episode was my favorite, but I also think this is the episode that won't be for a lot of people. Really? That's yeah. interesting because I feel like Disney did themselves a disservice by not releasing all five when the show is clearly designed to be binged. Cause I'll, cause I think, Every episode you get to helps complement the prior episode. I agree. So it helps make the episodes feel more complete because of the overall narrative they're telling. Even these character moments. I was trying to pull it up. I would have liked this one earlier in the season. What is... I need need to just get everyone's names in front of me. So there's Maya, obviously. Mm. Bonnie! See, this is what I mean. There are some things that I feel like are... Would have been more fleshed out in, in, in a longer season and i think there are things that have been dropped Mm -hmm. i'm waiting to reserve some of those potential criticisms depending on how the next episode goes so in the meantime because i'm like oh yeah bonnie we (laughs) never once there's so much of this emphasis on bonnie i'm like no we're at the final episode (laughs) yeah and it's just like there's one episode where it's the bonnie episode and now we've moved on (laughs) yeah i was like okay cool you guys patch things up kind of this was the Uh, chula episode i'm (laughs) looking for okay chula and then who's who's the guy who runs the the roller skating rink oh black crow i think is his name i'm trying to find the names that's the name of the skate rink is his name also black Crow? i think it's part of because it's like his ownership like john's pizza shop Freaking IMDb. Okay, let's call him Black or whatever. All right. So I, I do think that the the actual episode itself, one thing that I loved about it so much was how this, as much as we got like great moments from Kingpin here uh, with his manipulation tactics as, you know, oh, watch me be, because he is like a violent, he's like, we all know him to be this like violent kingpin, right? But he's also a domestically violent father of sorts mm-hmm. where he can be soft and welcoming and nurturing. But if you, he's got that temper though, that if you don't fall in line, he's going to take out his rage somewhere or on someone. And I, I like the way he's illustrated that way. You saw him as a lover portrayed that way via, and even though he doesn't like beat Vanessa or something, but he takes it out in other ways. Uh, he's, he, he, you see him as a lover like that in, in the Netflix shows. And here you're seeing this from the father illustration that I, even though he's called uncle, it's, it's definitely like a father daughter dynamic. Right. And then uh, with, my, and, and the way how you got like scenes with Chula fleshing out the backstory with uh, the Choctaw lore. And then was in Black Crow. I think it's like Henry Black Crow or something Henry, like that. It might be. Yeah. I think it's Henry. Henry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think this the, just yeah. the bowling alley's Black Crow, but I could be wrong. Yeah. I don't know. We're at odds here. But we Henry. should fight it out. Yes. But, but the scenes with Henry as well, where he is talking about how, like, my, you see Maya's disdain here. You see Maya's pain as well. Like, there's so much unresolved pain because I'm bringing up all the other supporting characters Whereas before this episode, I would feel like I think everyone's great, but I'm really not attached to Maya. Mm. And this episode maintained and even expanded upon our supporting characters. And it was the first time where I felt like it magnified Maya so much. Like I felt 
for the first time out of four episodes, and maybe that's not the best compliment to give this show from my subjective viewing experience, but this is what I mean by how it's gotten better each episode. I really felt like this is the Echo episode. Mm. Even though everyone else is like, phenomenal as always, I really felt endeared and connected to her, and I thought for using an actress that is actually, I don't want to say using, hiring an actress, (laughs) casting an actress who is deaf and who has to rely solely on, you know, speaking sign language, her eyes, her expressions, body language. Maybe it was editing, maybe it's the specific scenes, or maybe it's actually her acting this time. I don't know what it was, but this particular episode, I was like, okay, we got three scenes here where one is with, uh, two are with Kingpin. One is with Chula. One is with the roller skating rink man. <laughs> uh, my favorite superhero. Yeah. We'll just call him Skates. <laughs> so, you got three distinct scenes with Maya, and each one I did not feel like was a repetitive performance yeah. from. <laughs> I don't forget her. Lockwood Cox. Lockwood Cox. From Lockwood Cox. I did not feel it was repetition. I th- I thought like, oh, here's variety here and uh, and each scene i thought brought different depth and i felt to quote coy the dichotomy of the situation she's in of now she's uh, uh, unpacking you know unresolved shit with her family she's got this past traumatic shit with kingpin and she's being pulled in two different directions right now and I really don't know where this... Sh- so to its credit, I don't know how episode five is going to resolve. I don't know what the plot is ultimately going to lead to. But this was the, a very character-nuanced episode. And and the thing that I have criticized most about it is the one I felt least connected to was Maya. And this was the one I really f- genuinely felt connected to her. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I want to add something to what you just said. Because I, really, I think you bring up a really good point with how she's portrayed in this episode. I think there's an element of... Every like familial, but in a more direct line, mother or father figure in this episode, yeah. because the the father figure element of Kingpin is obvious. The maternal element with the grandfather, the grandmother is obvious. But I really like that there's like the the dad that she didn't have. Like he seems like the dad of the town. He kind of like runs things, and like mm-hmm. Henry seems to be like this paternal energy to her, even though it's not her father or like big and, brother. Almost. Yeah, there's like an uncleness. But I I think what we saw in this episode from her is it's the first time we don't have her being stoic. As a defense mechanism, she's consciously letting her defenses down because she wants to figure something out as opposed to pushing everyone away. So I think it's the first time we've narratively allowed for Echo to kind of get to open up those parts of her acting repertoire. Like the Equalizer got to shift a little. The first three episodes, the Equalizer was kind of at like defense stoic. And I get from the character perspective why that's necessary. But I said earlier when you were talking, I think that I would have liked this episode earlier in the season. It wouldn't have worked from the storytelling standpoint, but I think what I would have liked is to have some scenes of her with her defenses wavering. So we could have seen some of these elements so I could get those, the colors in the palette yeah. of Alakwa Cox's acting. Cause here's when I loved her the most. So in addition to my earlier rant about just the general yeah. release model, what I loved about this episode was it gave us the most colors. It gave us the most acting style choices of actors we've already loved. And we, we've seen them grow and this felt like an exponential, like woof, as we entered the third act, which I really liked. And the thing I am concerned about, I, I just can't, I can't, you can't ask me to just to eliminate it from my brain. I, it's not the way my, my brain operates. I don't think either of our brains operate this way. There is an awareness that of, of the history with Disney Plus shows, the Marvel shows. <laughs> how it ends. How it ends. And I'm having the hardest time believing this is really going to stick the landing. I really am. It, because I'm like, oh, there's so much 
left. And there's so much left, and it, they're also not known to give us season twos. Like Loki in What If are What If is an anthology show with yeah. a slight That's different yeah. little bit of a serial connection, right? It's not it's not uh, dependent on that. Loki was the exception. And that took a long time to get to, yeah. you know, and with this, I, I, I'm already seeing like, OK, well, clearly this was underdeveloped. I did find myself at certain points with Kingpin already feeling like, you know, they keep saying how important, you know, Maya is to him. But I really feel like we should have seen some like flashbacks. I really feel like we oh, should have gotten totally, some history yeah. here instead of them just talking vagary about it. And it because it, there's, there's a fine line between, you know. Actors provide uh, uh, writing, assuming the audience like we're going to give the audience credit and and let them you know fill in the blank they can here, extract the subtext. Yeah, yeah, like, however, I I don't think that is actually the uh, positive effect. I think I think it negatively affects some of the scenes where they could have more impact or there could be more tension, and more of a d- internal debate for her mm. if we got those flashbacks. A young adult training scene, a scene of her killing someone for yeah. him. Like in the comics, there's so much like lore between the two of them. It would have been nice. I, I gave it crap because it was like flashback, lesser flashback modern day before the opening. But in the rules of threes, I would have even preferred one more flashback instead of just two if it was like yeah. young adult before we get to modern day. So we could have had that moment or even just in that scene of dialogue, have a moment where we see her do something for the criminal underbelly that kind of like puts them together as similar before he full circles. Yeah, I could see like two versions here where I think it just maybe needed one more episode. I think six. Yeah. I know we haven't finished it, but <laughs> I'm already at the point where I'm thinking one more episode probably would have helped save this a lot. So that way you get a lot of that additional meat that you really need. Like, it's like honestly, seeing Bonnie's name on IMDb just made me go, because there was so much emphasis on this Bonnie <laughs> shit. Because well, they don't yeah. give you the time it takes yeah. to... Uh, one thing I've, I've learned lately is you learn a character's name when the show's doing its job to the utmost. It's like, you know, if you give us enough couple of moments to connect to them, we'll remember their name. And I feel like I like everybody here, but they haven't really just given enough yeah. to connect to the point where you remember the names and stuff like that. And with Kingpin, uh, uh, oh, I, I totally had something, and, and now it's uh, it's floated away out of my mind. And with because oh, I opened that's the computer? It was, it was the opening of I the have episode. have to make the, because the watch-along public. For epi- I am multitasking of here, the John. episode, <laughs> I, I actually was kind of frustrated by that, and I thought that while the alleyway flashback is striking, the way that moment uh-huh. is handled was pretty, eh, was pretty <laughs> muddy. Because, like, there should be some kind of uh, a bit of a conflictory nature to the punch of, like, when she comes into the alley and kicks the dude. And, like, Kingpin has that response of, like, oh, shit, you saw that. But, like, there's there's a lot in that moment, and you guys commented on that feeling like it was, like, a 90s Daredevil movie kind of experience at that point. And I think that is because it's, like, it's undercut where there should be flat. Like we should see the conflict of her being indoctrinated as a child into this life. She says that thing later about like you isolated me and you, you know, essentially brainwashed me into this life. You just gave me a huge epiphany in my overall experience of comic book films, John. What's that? Nineties and two thousands comic book films showed us scenes from comics because they knew that comic fans would connect to them and they knew audience would get just enough to move on. 
And that's what this was. That's why it felt like it. It was like, let's show them as when she was young, because that audience will understand. New comic stuff shows us like regular movies where it gives us an emotional scene based on the character that happened to be named the comic book characters. And that's why you've got things like Dark Knight. You've got things like Logan that are just standalone movies because they're acting. And then there's moments of iconography. But when you've got something that feels like 90s or 2000, it'll just show the shot and it won't do the follow up. It doesn't give you the denouement. And I think that's why I like the Sony movies, because sometimes there's that. (laughs) Well, sometimes I'm like, I just want to have the fun and not the you know I want to sometimes yeah. my steak needs to be from Outback well that's where the disappointment of some of these little like sometimes we'll know and it's probably it's, a thing, a mix. it's probably things people and it's it's not inconsistent so much to the point where it it's like ball, like you can have like stretches of this show that are like 10 minutes long that are like great and then like they'll just do this one thing you're like what the rush that fade why'd you rush just, that fade what just happened right here <laughs> well, it reminded me of what you said because yeah. you said there's that thing of like it's not that the show isn't giving you stuff to go off of but there are times where it's important to show versus trusting like oh yeah we know what her backstory is yeah. from this one moment we can just fill in the blank because we know the broad strokes yeah. and in, in, in certain points that undercuts you like it I think does but here we do have like, this should have been the kingpin in Maya episode like in the past <laughs> yeah and i think i think two episodes really would have helped yeah like i think a lot it's, it's especially when so much of the hindrance is on like you know her getting in touch with her origin her roots her people and i i honestly think the the envelopment of the world with the choctaw people in present day is so well done mm-hmm. like it just feels a part of the community naturally and i love that i don't feel any of those like common vanderverse kind of commentary no here. it's a lot it's, like miss marvel it, where it feels like oh i just get to experience a yeah, culture i think more so than that because well, she's just, lived in city. white bread culture and now she's learning about her own heritage so her, yeah. her, her eyeline is our eyeline in a more unique way yeah, yeah. it's a city and and i i think uh i think but i think the bookends were great and and i think the perform like the performances I remember watching Secret Invasion. Man, we really do gotta watch the next episode. I, uh, I do remember watching Secret Invasion and feeling as if I can objectively tell these actors are doing a great job, but I can't feel for it because everything else is not working for me. Yes, and here. I, I could find myself being very much forgiving of a moment that doesn't work mm. or something that's not, but it doesn't undercut like, wow, the acting here is so good. And then mm. there's also generally a great sense of mood. There's a great sense of atmosphere. The, the, the dramatic feels are really felt like they really let their actors perform. And I, I'm very appreciative of an episode. Like, like I don't think there's any action here, right? Other than the opening scene. Not really. um, yeah. There's not and really action. Oh, the birth was so... We didn't yeah. even talk about the birth scene. Great scene. I was so emotional. I don't even... I almost <laughs> cried, Greg. I don't One do it. Emotional constipated. Cry. One day, Corey. You gotta learn to cry, Corey. <laughs> some prune juice from you my really tears. good for you. I Corey. need it. You, you, I want you really it. It's not a thing I don't want. I need I think, it. I think all this, like, Twitter rage... <laughs> is so constipated is emotionally. Just, is just a, another version of a boy inside who wants oh, to cry. He knows. Covered your sadness. Both of us know, Both of us know. This is us and I have no outlet. Charlie came around abandoned me in my time of need. And then Koi immediately begins to weep. <laughs> Sterling! So, yeah, that's what's happening with Koi. Um, <laughs> we out here. Anyway, uh, yeah, we, we got to watch the next episode and we'll probably have the longest discussion there. But uh, thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, I don't know what, I, I don't know if I going to come out in a little bit or is, is this kind of a, a jumbled schedule here. Never done this before. It put us in a pickle. Um, 
damn you, Disney. Damn you for helping us out with watching the first three <laughs> early. But, now we're but now not knowing how but to ha- manage my editing tasks whole. and everything else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much. And uh, let's end this with a patron of the day shout out. <laughs> Danny Pancakes, you have entered the era of 2024 where you will now get to shout out. Yes. And it is January 2024. So we got to fathom what your resolution will be. Mm-hmm. And I think your resolution this year will to be. Get yourself on t- on therapy. I think I think you're gonna want to go to therapy, Danny. Look, mm-hmm. I've gotten to know you really well. See, I've talked to my therapist extensively about you. My therapist is constantly like, "Why do you know so much about this Danny Pancakes guy?" And I'll be like, "It's not your freaking business to know why I know. <laughs> yeah. If I tell you, you're gonna send me to jail. I know exactly how this therapy session goes down. So." Just know I know some things about Danny Pancakes. Mm. And Danny Pancakes, he needs therapy. Because here's the thing. His legal last name is Pancakes. And you know why? He changed it to that. Because the guy can't stop coping with his depression. He he just keeps eating pancakes. Binge eating wasn't enough. I had to personify myself as pancakes. Constantly drowning in pancakes. And syrup. Because. Mess. Because he just avoids his pain. And then what does he do? He works out hours in the morning to burn off those pancakes. It's a vicious cycle, and he has no time to get to work. It's just eating pancakes and a bunch of carbs and sugar at night. Then he gets a terrible night's sleep because of all that sugar and carbs. Nightmares. And then he's having to work out in the morning. So go to therapy. Using betterhelp.com slash real rejects and get yourself 10% off and some other deal promo yeah. that comes along with it. I don't know. Yeah, a year of therapy for free? I don't quote me on that. I feel like that's a bunch of bullshit. They'll fix your life in one year I for think, free yeah, if I think you use the promo they'll code. They'll perform brain surgery on you if yeah. you use our promo code. Yeah. Any medical procedure you need with our promo code for the next 365 days you can get. All right, Danny, well, take some fiber, man, because you got to poop those pancakes out.